the last time we spoke was actually in April of this year, which feels like a wildly different time uh, than right now, <laughs> which is only a few months, but it feels like quite a different time. So uh, how are you doing in this increasingly crazy year of 2020? Well, um, I have been getting auditions nonstop, nice. which is nice, but it everything feels like it's going very, very fast. Uh, you, like, but because, like you said, everything is just constantly, rapidly changing, um, and <laughs> it's it's it, it's surreal to uh, to try and to try and get through. But I, I guess I'm just trying my best to uh, keep my mind focused in one in, in one or two places and uh you know continued trying to do what i do best definitely and and honestly everyone that i've talked to this year um as the year kind of you know rolls on as it tends to do everybody kind of looks for that silver lining and i was going back over the history of last kids and it actually debuted on netflix just a little bit over a year ago so just in terms of last kids on earth being on netflix uh you know getting to experience a new medium of storytelling having it find its audience how has that experience been for you as the star of the show? I, it's been, like, fantastic. I mean, the fact that, you know, we have toys now and, yeah. and the books as well as the show. It's, it's like a big franchise now, which is, which is fantastic. And all these kids love it. And I'm seeing people um, talking about it, like, on Twitter. Because uh, sometimes I search the show up and just see uh, if people are talking about it recently. And yesterday I saw, yeah, they're, like, talking about it more than ever. Because the um, the audience for the show is 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 very much the uh, you know yeah uh, the uh, you know little kids, but it's great to see that people uh, a little older are uh, able to enjoy it and watch it, which is awesome. Absolutely, and even old folks like me, uh, I get to watch it and enjoy it too, and it's an absolute blast. Uh, there there are fun things yeah, in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there there are super fun things in there for folks who grew up with you know. Mark Hamill and Bruce Campbell and Catherine O'Hara. So there's there's a lot of fun stuff in there for the whole family. But yeah, it's a it's a great kind of watch. It feels like a, a throwback to a Saturday morning cartoon, which is what we love. Yeah, I, I think I I think I talked to you about that in the in the previous interview. We were ta- uh, we were talking about how there's just so much for the older audience in oh, terms yeah. of either references or cast members and all that stuff. Definitely. Uh, and since you mentioned the books as well, since this is like a, a big franchise now, and there's tons of fans everywhere for the books and the show itself. Season three or book three adapts uh, the Nightmare King. So, for folks out there who may not be familiar with your character or the show or the books itself, how would you set up, you know, Jack's kind of journey so far and how he got to where he is in season three? So, Jack started out as this very lonely character. Um, his his foster parents kind of abandoned him, uh, but through the apocalypse, he met June. Quint and Dirk. Well, he already knew June and Quint. Dirk was kind of his bully that along the way became his really good friend. Mm -hmm. And they kind of formed this family together. And uh, through trust, they were able, and, you know, bonding, they were able to uh, get to know each other better and fight off the apocalypse. They also um, were able to, they also met these uh, these monsters that came from a different dimension uh, that an alien called Rezok sent them through. And they met a bunch of uh, monsters, uh, namely, namely Thrall, who uh, is was a very, very much a almost like a father figure mm-hmm. to Jack. But something happens regarding them that I'm not going to get into in case you haven't <laughs> seen the first season. Um, but there's, I love the you know the character designs are great. They're all different shapes and sizes, and there's just a lot of great fun. Uh, you know, there's, there's like comedy, drama, action. It's got the whole shebang. 
Yeah, fun is definitely like the the first thing that kind of comes to mind when I think of uh, describing this series and speaking to uh, the showrunner and, and then creator uh, Scott and Max as well. Fun is always kind of the the driving force uh, in the creation of this thing. Does that come through in the in the in the voice recording booth as well? Is that sort of like a note that you get? Just like have fun with it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a note, but <laughs> but we we definitely just end up having fun naturally. Sure. Uh, and it's great because we all get to kind of not riff off each other because, you know, we got to stick to the script, but we, we kind of, we, we, you know, we each say our lines one after the other for the actors. And, uh, that's, that's fantastic for chemistry, both in the show and outside of the show. So that's great. Uh, and then one of the things I really like seeing, uh, in this season, and you kind of alluded to it already, is the world of Last Kids. It feels like it expands quite a bit more because we have our foursome of our heroes, but we also have a bunch of monster friends and they're kind of all building this community together. So they're still kind of figuring out how their relationships are going to work, but it seems like everything's going really well. So what do you think Jack's headspace is kind of like at the, the beginning of this season when everything's like going his way? I think honestly, he's really satisfied and happy that, like you said, everything is going uh, his way. You know, he's they're uh, they're by Joe's Pizza now, which is kind of the headquarters where they get lots of uh, mission. I mean, info on uh, missions. Uh, you know, Bartle and Skelka and Chef are right there. You know, you get some get some weird interdimensional pizza or some human pizza. Dirk, Dirk helps teach him how to make some actual, you know, stuff that humans can eat. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, Galka maybe for battle advice, Bartle for, for, uh, magic or, uh, wisdom in regards to if they have a mission. But it, it's just fantastic because Jack finally has that family he's always wanted. And I, and friends and all, and all that stuff. And right now I think everyone's in a pretty good headspace. Definitely. And that's kind of how we start out the season. But as you know, and, and if you guys have watched the show or, or really any show before, you have to have some kind of conflict, some kind of threat. So we learned pretty early on uh, in this in this season that, yes, there is an external threat of they're still living in this post-apocalypse that's like overrun by monsters from other dimensions. But there's a kind of a more personal one. The, the kids learn that there may be other human survivors out there. So Maybe give us kind of a peek into uh, where Jack, how Jack kind of reacts to that, because it might not be the way you think he would react. Yeah. So the problem, the problem with uh, with Jack this, not the problem, but uh, the thing about Jack this season is that you know he was left by his foster family, he was betrayed by um, by a character last season. Mm-hmm. So he, it gets to a point, you know, last season where he didn't really know who to trust, but. He slowly, you know, learns how to regain his, his composure. Um, but he's been through so much in such a short period of time that he's kind of afraid that, you know, his friends discover this radio and they find out they're not the last people on Earth. Um, he's afraid of, of losing that just like forever. And it's pretty understandable. And I, 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 I sympathize with that. But, um, yeah, it's, Got, it's, it's definitely a hardship he has to deal with throughout the season. Definitely. And and because of that kind of storytelling, that's a lot. it feels a lot more personal. Uh, it feels like this season three, it's, a, it's more about kind of internal or um, emotional uh, conflicts than necessarily, you know, we still have the external battles and you get to swing your bat and, and get to fight everything as well. But 
for you, you get to have uh, some really emotional scenes with some of your, your co-stars there. So what was that like for you to kind of tap into maybe a different side of Jack and explore that vulnerable side, but also kind of the hurt and maybe some anger that he had? I was actually, so I was actually rewatching um, episode nine of, uh, of book one mm-hmm. recently. Uh, and I, I remembered that I, I uh, recorded Jack very solemnly for the part where after, you know, he gets betrayed. And, uh, and then he, throughout the episode, regains his composure again. But there, there are parts in this season, or this book rather, where Jack kind of goes crazy. <laughs> like he kind of, he, like he kind of, he kind of loses himself. <laughs> and, and I mean that both figuratively as well as literally, because, um, there's Rezok and Rezok actually, there's something that, that ends up happening with Rezok this season um, that Jack can't really tell anyone about because he's worried that everyone will freak out, you know, and he doesn't want them to panic. That's the last thing he wants right now. He wants to, you know, try to convince them to stay, but not only does he have to deal with the fact that his friends might be leaving, he also has to deal with the fact that uh he's got something like supernatural inside him that like he can't control and potentially is like spying on them Mm. or perhaps you know using him for for like otherworldly deeds like like genuinely evil stuff so jack kind of there's some of the season is is it, it it does definitely get uh darker than the first season jack is very much um, uncomposed and a little unstable at, in this season. And it's not even his fault. Right. Yeah, Jack has a pretty yeah, tough time. It's not yeah. his fault. <laughs> no, he's definitely got a tough time. He's facing some uh, some personal demons, some almost literal demons. Uh, and then he's, yeah. he's balancing trying to keep his friend group together. And he's concerned about losing them and what the future kind of holds. And especially right as they just kind of built this new community of, of humans and monsters and everything seemed to be going well. Uh, Max and Scott kind of likened it to maybe a group of, of, uh, friends who graduate from high school and then some go to college and some don't. So it's that sort of feeling of being left behind. Have you ever felt anything kind of like, like that? Can you put yourself in Jack's shoes for a little bit there? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I remember when I first got out of high school, um, it was, there was definitely a point where everyone was going to do big things and, uh, in terms of just like academics, like everyone was going to university, but I didn't really want to go to university. Um, so I didn't for a while. And then I decided to take like a semester of college. I tried to get into UBC, but I, but I couldn't. So I went to the college right beside it to try and get good grades. But then voice acting really took off for me and it, it ended up like all working out. So I mean, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely know the feeling like that before where, it feels like people are so, your friends are, you know, so ahead of you or, or moving away, especially, you know, especially after high school when everyone's going off to do their own thing. Some people I haven't seen in like years since graduation, but sometimes that's just how things go, you know, and you got to learn to live with it, learn to grow with it. And plus you can always talk to them online and, and all that stuff. But I guess Jack can't really do that, which is, <laughs> even more of a reason for him to be freaked out by this radio thing. 
Exactly. Yeah, and I, I kind of like how everybody, like, each of the characters has a, a thing that they're wrestling with and struggling with this season, and I like how relatable all that was. Uh, but I don't want to give listeners the impression it's all doom and gloom. This is, this is like, maybe the most fun I've ever kind of seen uh, in a season so far, because we get so many characters, so many more kind of imaginative events. I mean, we've got kart racing, we've got new tech that Quint is making up, we've got Bartle churning out all kinds of magic, we got Chef cooking up interdimensional pizzas, and Dirk is eating some questionable things. Yeah. Oh, no, you're... I, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to describe it all doom and gloom. It's still last kids. It's still, like, going to be really funny, and uh, there's still going to be lots of, you know, the same humor from the last season. Uh, and, you know, all, all the... It's still going to have all the classic last kid stuff, but there's also parts that are going to get a little deeper for uh, yeah. for Jack specifically. So... Look out for that. That should be that should be interesting. Definitely, yeah. It's fun because you get to play kind of that whole range. You get to just kind of go wild and, and be uh, be a kid in the post apocalypse, just having a blast. And then you also get to, to dig in some yeah, deeper exactly. stuff too. So, what was it kind yeah, of like? What was it like for you on the other end of the spectrum? Because there's a lot of without giving spoilers away. There's a lot of uh, uh, sort of like dreamscape uh, action sequences where you really get to f- have a full kind of full reign of the imagination. So. What was that like for you to perform some of these uh, actions and, and dialogue that kind of break the shackles of reality a little bit, let's say? Um, I remember the first dream sequence we recorded. Uh, I, I put my all into it, and I was, I was very... At first, I was, I was very shocked at, at, what was, um, at, at what the dream sequence portrayed. And I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but I was... Uh, like, <laughs> I, I was shocked, like, wow, we're really doing this. <laughs> this is, we're really doing this in the show. That's, that's incredible. Especially given, um, the, given like, you know, what we've done so far with, uh, with, with the humor and with the, the seriousness. So we're really taking this next level. Um, but those dreamscape, that first dreamscape sequence, uh, I remember vividly recording and that was, I think, one of my favorite parts of uh this season or this book to record so uh look out look out for that you're you're gonna you're gonna be surprised (laughs) to say the least definitely no that was an absolute blast it was really fun to watch those sequences and you know a little bit scary stuff here this is october it's halloween month it's spooky season this is a perfect time for this particular uh season to be popping up on netflix so yeah keep an eye out for that exactly get in the spooky mood um before i run out of time with you i did want to jump into some spoiler talk so after the events of season three kind of take place, we have a bit of a stinger at the end where we have a new monster who appears and a new character who appears. Uh, we also get a new title sequence with the sound of jingle bells and uh, some snow on the screen, which as fans of the books out there know is a nod towards the Christmas themed cosmic beyond. Um, is there anything you can tease about that? We know we're still waiting for Netflix to give the green light on a potential uh, season four, but did you have any involvement with that whatsoever? Um, so I did actually, I do remember actually recording a, uh, a little, whoa, cool, uh, at the end of, uh, of book three, but I don't know if that actually got in, uh, I don't know if that actually got into the season. Uh, that being said, I do remember, I do remember that when I originally did my Jack audition, there were lines from the Cosmic Beyond that I actually did. Um, no one's ever heard it, and no one ever will, <laughs> unless we, uh, unless we, you know, do this, do this new book. And I really hope we do because I, I really, I really love working on Last Kids. 
Um, and I really love, you know, working with everyone and meeting all these people and, and, you know, the writers, producers, everyone is so awesome. I, you know, I, 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 and it's, it's just, it's such a great project. I, I, I'm getting sentimental now, but like it's, it was, it was, it was such a, it's such a fun ride. But that being said, besides that, um, that part in the audition and that little stinger at the end, uh, I know nothing about a Cosmic Beyond adaptation as of yet. Fair enough. So, uh, I we will. are hoping, uh, the best way you can, you can support the show, the series is by the books, by the, sh- by the toys, watch the show on Netflix, and just keep supporting the series because that's how, um, we get more, more seasons. Also, there is something, there is two more things after this <laughs> that we have, that hasn't been announced yet. Um, it's not necessarily an adaptation of Cosmic Beyond, but I think you all are really gonna like it. And I can't, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> but there's a couple more things coming down the pipeline that we've done, so. Uh, I will say one thing for you, sir. Your woe cool does make it into the end of season three proper, so congratulations on that. Yes, okay, they kept it in. You got your woe cool in. Uh, I don't know what those projects are. Max and Scott teased them as well. I have no idea what they are, but I'm very excited and looking forward to those. Uh, and yeah, everybody out there and everybody out there who's putting your holiday shopping list together, put last kids merch uh, and everything else on your list. And let's see if we can get Cosmic <laughs> Beyond going too. I would love to see that uh, as a fan. What's great about Cosmic Beyond is that it's, it's so different. Like, you've never, like, look, the, uh, like book one, book two and book three are all set in like sunny, you know, kind of Wakefield. Mm-hmm. Cosmic Beyond is very, very blizzardy and snowy and like, there's a lot of abandoned areas and and it gets kind of cold and, and dark and, and, uh, there's some character moments that you, you haven't really seen before. Some actual dire, possibly fatal consequences end up happening. And the, and these two new villains that you haven't met before, there's so much potential for an adaptation. <laughs> I'm just, but, but yeah, <laughs> support the series. Definitely. No, <laughs> At we're the end of the day, yeah. That's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's cool. And, and if you just want to see, like you said, uh, season three, we got to see all these kind of uh, dreamscape sequences and really imaginative stuff where you don't have to let, you know, reality kind of restrict you uh, as much as a yeah. monster infested post-apocalypse is, is reality. But then season four, we get to see atomic cartoons make a snowscape and everybody gets to have a snow day. And who doesn't want to see that? Exactly. So we're definitely exactly. Uh, sir, my last yeah. question for you today before I have to let you go. What is up next for you, whether it is Last Kids related or otherwise? So I'm currently uh, signed on to a series called New Gen uh, with my brother Finn Wolfhard cool. and uh, Anya oh, wow. Talotra. From which? Yeah, I'm currently signed nice. on to an animated series uh, with with my brother and Anya Talotra called New Gen. And uh, I'm not allowed to say what character I am or anything like that, but uh, uh, it's that that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, other than that, I'm also the I also recently recorded an Adult Swim pilot called Smiling Friends, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully there will be more of that as well in the future. Um, other than that, uh, I'm always online. My social media is uh, Twitter.com slash Nick double underscore Wolfhard and my Instagram is uh, Instagram.com slash the Wolfhard and uh, that's where you can find me. <laughs> so I'm uh, any news that, or any announcements 
that uh, that you that that you want to see, or just just me, you know, kind of just like messing around. Uh, that's where you will find what I'm up to. Fantastic. That sounds good. I know the last time we talked, I got you to do. I think what are they called? Like uh, like Schneebly's. Uh, impression I got you to do your, your Schneebly's uh, recording from Smiling Friends. Oh, 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 the, uh, <laughs> I won't put you oh, that you're again. Ta- you're talk- yeah, you're talking about, <laughs> oh, the, um, the Bleeblies. The yeah. Bleeblies, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I won't put yeah, you that again. Yeah, I, I remember, dude. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I wanted to ask about Nugen since I haven't heard of that. Can you tease the genre or maybe the network? Is there anything you can, you can tease about that one? I'll, I'll say this. Um, if you want to learn about Nugen, uh, there are, there are two separate comic series, one of which is a prequel, and that will, uh, let you know all you need to know about the series until the show comes out. So, uh, yeah, that being the characters, the setting, the world, everything like that. So, um, yeah. But I will say it's focused on, it's focused on, uh, two brothers. And that's all I can really say. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a great tease. And uh, good teases for hopefully the future of Last Kids on Earth, too. But in the meantime, everybody can check out your work, uh, fantastic stellar work of you and your, your co-stars on Netflix for Last Kids on Earth. Thank you so much again for your time today. And best of luck with the rest of 2020 and everything else going forward. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Dave. Bye-bye. Thanks. Take care.